The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Welcome to yet another session here at the Kickpot Dojo. I am your host, Slash Sensei, TJ Williams, giving you the insight of my martial arts journey, discussing and analyzing certain martial arts-based subjects, and highlighting martial arts past, present, and future. All right, so before I get this episode going, you know, the title of this episode is How to Plan Your Martial Arts Training According to Science. But before we get on with that episode, um, I want to pinpointing on a couple of things one in particular um is um being mindful of your actions or your involvement in a situation you know i was watching a video and this um guy was pretty much talking about this uh being mindful of your actions or your involvement in a situation you know don't say what you didn't participate in say how you're participating well say how are you participating you know, just look at it this way. You know, you see your friends bullying another, and you stand there watching, you know, to the point where it gets worse, and that person is in the hospital. You know, you're at fault, even though you didn't participate in the bullying. You might get, even though you didn't participate in the bullying, you might get less of a punishment than the bullying, than the bully. But you're responsible for your in inaction to stop getting stop it from getting worse. All right, pretty much that's how I could put it. Like, you know, if you're in a situation, well, if you see a situation and you stand there watching and you don't do nothing like stop the fight or even call for help, I mean, you're that makes you responsible. I mean, how would it would be then? You know, you just let somebody just. <clears throat> do something that they shouldn't have done and you did nothing to stop it so just be mindful what you're doing and your what you're involved in i mean if you see something that shouldn't be happening then you call then you call someone like you get help like call the police and at least trying to find something and uh and also another thing you know i watched a video another darman video I mean, a video with a Down syndrome passenger. I mean, it was like he was um, looking for a seat. And, of course, you got a guy here, like reading his book. And he looks like um, he's the type of person you don't want to sit next to on a plane. And then you got, and, of course, you got this other passenger that has Down syndrome. He puts, like, he's trying to get his bag up there. And, um, of course, he's not aware. If you think of people with Down syndrome, you know, they can't help what they're doing i mean it's you know it's not it's not their fault that they're got a condition but you know you know this guy that's sitting in the seat he looks like he gets irritated easily and of course you know you got the person with down syndrome you know he's being a nice guy you know trying to come up with a conversation and of course um the, the other guy don't want to have nothing to do with him and then um 
he gets upset because um he does all these um certain things that are like uncomfortable to him or let's look at it this way the way he the way I said he feels uncomfortable being around people that are different and um yeah, and he gets the worst of it that to the point where he finds out that the book that he's reading was written by the down the person that did down syndrome that um yeah it's just a surprise you know just be mindful of who you talk to like you don't talk to somebody based on how they look you know you gotta know them like never judge a book by its cover really look forward to that you know really I really look at people what they can do versus what they look like you know rather if they're in a wheelchair they have a condition and I want them to understand that I want them to understand that I want them to feel welcome you know sometimes it's kind of it's kind of irritated sometimes but you know for one thing you always want to respect people. Give them a chance. All right, so getting on with this episode, you know, this kind of falls good with martial arts training. Like, how to plan your martial arts training. You know, when you are training, like, do you have a plan or do you play it by ear? So that's the main question. You know, most people either do one or the other. But usually if you don't plan for training, you get to you don't plan this way to get stronger or faster. You know you pretty much are gonna be average. You know no improvement. You're gonna pretty much be the same, pretty much doing the same thing. You got the same muscle, same speed. I mean, you want to train to improve. So definitely, of course, I revisited um Jesse Incamp's um. Website to look at another blog because you know I like looking at his blogs to like talk about a subject that's martial arts related. And, you know he kind of put this out front like how to plan your training. And yeah, so really you need a solid plan for knowing exactly how much, how often, or how hard you need to train martial arts if you guarantee results. I mean, and definitely Jesse then explains the scientific training formula created by a Russian scientist, Nikolai, and let's see if I can get this right, Yanka, yeah, it's, it's like it's a Russian name, but I got the first, Nikolai, Nikolai N, Yanka, Yanka, Verlief, Yanka Verlief, yeah, there you go, I think I got it. All right, so he created this formula, this training formula, and it's used by it's used by best performers and athletes from around the world. All right, so just to explain this formula, you know, there's certain um, certain stages that you go through when you're training. All right, so when it comes to, to training, you you know it's involves a lot of stress, and you know how we feel after. How we feel after will determine what type of stress we're dealing with. Well, rather if it's um, the stress, bad stress, or your stress, that's healthy stress. You know, when you're distressed, you know, you're usually easily tired. You know, you you drop, you drop like a fly. I mean, you're pretty much out of energy. You know, you're not focused on solutions. I mean, you're more, you're so tired, you're not even focused on the solution of not getting tired. 
And then, of course, you're easily ready to quit. You know, that's the thing. You know, you get so stressed out that um, you can't get something down or you can't change. You quit. You know, that's the, what happens with most students. You know, they get so stressed out of not progressing. You know, that's what, you know, that's what I do with most of these students. You know, that's why it's important to at least get them away from these video games that they play. And get them focused on something active. You know, karate, um, sports, you know, something that's going to keep, keep keep them on their feet. Instead of having them sit on a couch or on a chair and playing with, um, playing with video games or the um, iPad. You no, know, we want to keep them away from the technology. I mean, we want them to be more active. Alright. So, definitely... That's the whole, well, that's the whole bad stress right there, you know. And, of course, you got the healthy stress, the you'll, you'll stress. Then you, you're, like, not tired enough to pass out. I mean, you still got energy. I mean, you're stressed to the point where you're working hard, but you are still got the energy to keep going. And yet you're focused on making better choices, I say, like, really, you're training, you're trying to work on, like, how can I make my kick better? Or what's the best way to work on endurance? I mean, <clears throat> you know that you're stressed when you're blown up. But yet, you know that you want to keep going. Right? And lastly, I mean, you're very determined for the next step. You know, really, and I'll get to the end of that, like what the steps are for proper training. So from what I've read from Jesse Incamp's blog, so pretty much these are like basically three stages that you go through. All right. So really, um, so the first stage, you know, there's these two types of stresses that two types that could determine if you're improving or yet yet this is called the catabol the catabolic stage or or catabolic state no the catabolic state your energy burns out your cells break down and your body releases crash chemicals simply the harder you train the more you crash no let's think of like you're training for a black belt test I mean, you want to at least train enough so you're capable of being ready for the test. You know, I've gone through four black belt tests. Like I can say my first two tests, my second, my first and second degree, you know, I was, I, that was, I felt all right. You know, pretty much previously on my, before my second degree, second degree test, you know, I had to deal with cracked ribs, you know, because I was training and I think I landed it properly and I cracked my ribs. So, I mean, before that, I had sciatica and, you know, really, I really wanted to be ready. So, of course, got rid of sciatica, but still had to crack ribs. And, you know, the thing I was worried about is like getting kicked in the ribs and not and not hyperventilating. But, you know, I trained myself to go through the pain. So I can get through the test. Then it go. Then here we go. Goes on with a third and fourth degree test. Of course, the pre-test, both pre-tests, I fail. 
because yet, you know, I didn't have the endurance or the capabilities to be in that, to be in that state. You know, it was, I was getting blown up. I was almost out of energy. So pretty much it was bad stress I was going through because I wanted to get through this test. You know, I was trained hard. And this was around the time when I was, was in shape. And, you know, I thought I was going to get through that test because um, I was in great shape, but I wasn't. I mean, I was blown up. No, it's just hard to go through. So definitely in the calib- the catabolic um, stage, you know, you're burning energy. You know, your cells, your, your cellular breaks down, you know, your body releases crap. So, yeah, your body wants to crash. They w- it wants to quit, but... Yet, you know, you feel like you're the little engine that could. But yet, once you stop training, you know, you go through uh, anabolic stage, a recovery process. You know, your body heals, you know, restores energy level, uh, release positive chemicals, and builds muscle tissue. So that definitely, you wake, you definitely are, you go to bed tired, and of course, you wake, you wake up. You're more, you're more generated. You know, you're more relaxed. You're more recovered. But you know, at some points, you know, you go to sleep. You still are like stressed out. You're still tired. You need still need that recovery. So mostly with cry training, you're trained to the point where you're stressed. You're reaching that like anabolic state. All right. So one thing. That one thing when you're training, you always want to recover. And like, what do you, what, what do we, and yeah, what do we normally do when we recover? We, we eat and sleep properly. I mean, we sleep well to help the recovery. And yet, lastly, all right, you got the a former, you got super, super compensation, compensation, super compensation. Basically, you're becoming stronger, faster, smarter, and even more handsome than you looked before. Yeah, I look at that, you know. So that kind of figure that, you know, the fact that all the martial arts training that I've done, that really boosted up my, um, boosted up my skills because I really train hard. I mean, other than training cardio, really training on these techniques, you know. I'm trying to find a faster way to get my kicks out. I mean, other than just kicking the same way, you know, I'm thinking to myself, how fast do I want to get to a target? I usually tell my students that you want to train yourself enough to where your kicks become fast enough and perfect where it's like back black belt quality. All right. And let's see. So it's really important that, um, you go through this super, super confiscation. Then, when you mean cop, when you think of confiscate, I mean you get, you get game back, right? And this, and this is around the period, or this is around the process that you need to really start training. I mean, after you recover. So, two things you don't want to do: you don't want to train too early. Because usually what happens when you train too early during this, um, during this state, I mean, you don't recover or you don't recompensate or super compensate. 
compensate. That's what I mean. That's what I'm, you know. That that's and therefore you get overtrained, and usually over, when you're overtrained, it results in injuries. Okay, so really, so you want to make sure when you're super compensate or super uh, compensate there. You want to make sure you're recovered enough so you can train again. All right, so that's what the thing that martial arts can train do. So you want to make sure you do this right. All right, but if you do it too late, your body will go back to the old base level. You know, same performance with no improvement. You know, how many times I tell my students to train? I mean, you train not only to get better, you train to prepare. And, you know, most students, you know, either they don't understand that or they're, they don't understand, well, they don't understand it or they, they understand it, but they don't, they choose not to do it. You know, I tell them, I mean, if you want to get to that next level, you have to train, you know, it's kind of irritating when you got that one person or a couple of people that you tell the same thing to and they choose, they pick and choose not to do it. Right. So one thing is, you know, you work hard when your muscles, muscle ache, no good ache, not bad ache. You know, when your muscles ache, you know, that's the process of you improving. All right. So basically simple. If you're doing squats, you do them properly. You know, you're going to feel that muscle sore. But yet it's only going to be sore for a couple of days. But compared to an injury where you pull the muscle, you're going to feel that for days. And, you know, that just leads to other injuries. You know, you don't want to pull no ligaments or pull no tendons. Right? So that's one thing that you don't want to do. So these are definitely stages or states that you will think about when you're training. And I say usually train, but for kids, to be two minutes a day. But for usually the average adult, you know, depending on how your schedule is, you know, you want to at least get least some type of 30 minutes of training now for me it's easy for me because i'm a fitness instructor and you know when i'm finished doing my runs you know i'm energetic enough to train to do martial arts so definitely one thing is certain that um when you're training is you go through these stages all right so i feel like this is going to be a short episode because you know I usually like to read more into it. I like to tell stories too. So I tell you, if you're training, think about this. You want to have a plan when you're training. You know, you just can't play it by ear because you know you're going to get lost. You know, usually like what I do with my training is simply I like to use um, like um, interval training. You know, you just set a time, like I say 30 seconds of work. With 15 second rest, I say I do 30 seconds of kicks, punches, whatever. So really, I focus on the good technique as well as putting muscle into the technique. You know, that's pretty much how I train. You know, you want to have a plan. You know, some sometimes I play it by ear, but you know, depending on how I feel. But you know, when you're doing training martial arts, you definitely want to build that muscle. Right. So let's see what another story I can tell. Yeah, too much tell about my black belt tests. Well, definitely aside from my black belt tests, you know, competing in Vegas. You know, it's a workout when you're training for a, a competition. You know, one thing, kata and sparring. You know, if you're going against somebody that's 
been sparring for a year and you only been training for less of time, that putting that person that's been sparring for years is going to have a higher advantage and you it's going to be tough for you to keep up. So definitely if you're training for a competition, even if it's once a year, you want to be at least up to date with your techniques and your sparring skills. So usually that's what I do with um, when I train. You know, always be ready for competition. Because you never know, a competition may pop up and therefore you might not be ready for it. So it's always best to really train hard. Alright, so just a review of what these um, stages are or states are. So we I talked about cannabolic. Or that's um, basically burning out your energy and releasing a crash state or a crash chemical. So that causes you to fall down. And then, of course, the anabolic, the recovery. So you want to be at least give your muscles a rest so they can recharge themselves. You know, there's definitely one thing we think about it. You know, when I was um, trained to be a AFRA instructor, we learned about adenosine transphosphate, adenosine triphosphates. So basically, you need three three phosphates cells or molecules to have enough energy so usually this is that's something you do when you're weight training all right so that's something i learned and of course lastly the super compensation so that's really that's gaining muscle so basically those are three states you work your muscles out you recover your muscles and then they grow and then definitely it's the process starts over it keeps going and keep going until it gets to the point where you're like super strong. All right, so really, if you're really into martial arts training, I would recommend you go through these three stages and really and not try to skip anything. All right, so uh, of course, um, this is going to be a short episode because this is like less information, but this is like vital information if you're training. All right, so. This uh, I'm going to end this episode right here and um, tune into my previous episodes on the BICBPRadio.com, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And, of course, I'm on also on Google as well as Amazon Podcasts. And, of course, I'll see you next time with another episode. And, of course, this goes out to my UFAT family. I can't wait to see you in two weeks. Yeah, I'm going to be going to Vegas in two weeks, and I can't wait. Uh, I'm going to the annual convention, and I'm really looking forward to this. Of course, I'm, I'm up for a, an award, a special award, the most inspirational. Well, definitely I'm a, a nominee, but I hope I win. And um, definitely when I get to Vegas, I hope I can get a lot of guests to go on the show because, you know, I put the word out that I was going to be in Vegas, that I'm going to look for guests to at least chat with. And then hopefully every person that I interview will give you a fun story about their martial arts training. All right. So that's it for the Kick Pod Dojo. The session is down. And I'll see you next time for another episode. This is your sensei, TJ Williams, bowing you out.
having fun. Whoa, what's that beam of light? Hey, young Andrew Lenz. It's me, Andrew Lenz from the future, telling you that your dream is going to come true. What? No way! Yeah, you're going to have an awesome podcast called Let's Talk But No Politics, okay? And new episodes come out every Sunday on... Beyonce!